Welcome back to Left of Normal, where everything that isn't right is left, and everything that is left is right. I'm your host, Scott Seary. So recently, a point was brought up about which hand was dominant in the Left of Normal community. On one of the face our Facebook members of the group mentioned that the vast majority of what he does is right side dominant, and the left hand is you know, basically just there for stabilization. So I wanted to know what studies have been done on dominant handedness for those on the spectrum. And when I started getting into this, I fully expected that I wouldn't really find anything. I more or less just assumed that the ratio would be similar to the overall population. And that ratio is about one in 10 people are left-handed dominant. Turns out I was all wrong. There was one study that was that appeared to be particularly well done and reported on, and I requested the full text from the author because I really didn't want to spend the 40 bucks or whatever it costs to download it. All I got was the synopsis and I never actually received anything from the author. But the synopsis gave me a little bit more information to go on and some better terms to search, so I started looking around, and I did find another study that was relatively well done. I just had to dig a bit more because it was more, it was less about the spectrum in general, or spectrum in particular, and more on just uh, coordinate disorders and various other things like dyslexia and ADHD and ADED and ASD. They were all kind of lumped together. I was able to find in there <clears throat> the part that was about autism and handedness. The sample size that they used was roughly 500 individuals on the spectrum and about a thousand in the control group. And I believe they actually looked at a lot of different factors and just one of those things was which hand is dominant. The control group came in about 8% as left-handed. Uh, that number would likely increase to closer to 10% as the sample size increased. The group on the spectrum rang in with about 16% left-handed dominant and 44% mixed-handers. There was no analysis on the control group for mixed-handedness because some of the studies actually left out that particular uh, result, mixed-handedness. Okay, so this study, and there were a couple others that sort of tried to play along, and just I couldn't access the full text. Uh, and it looks like if you're on the spectrum, you're actually about one and a half to twice as likely to be left-handed dominant. And that's cool and all, but we want to know why. What makes someone more keen on using their left versus their right? And from what I understand, it's not something that we learn, but rather it's something we're born with. And we can learn to use our non-dominant hand or even to use both hands equally. And that's what we call being amphibious or something ambitious ambidextrous? I don't know. I never learned to read or write. Well, I could only find one study that talked about the brain development and the correlation with the left-handedness. 
and that had to do with something called echolalia, or the repetition of often meaningless words. We see a lot of this on the spectrum, especially the farther left one goes. They'll hear something and then they just keep repeating it for days or weeks, months or even years. And usually it's a small tidbit of a commercial or a, a soundbite from a movie or just something that they heard. It really doesn't pour, play into everyday overall life. It's just repeated over and over again. And I noticed that my son often does this with radio commercials that he hears, sometimes things that he reads, or even music. As for myself, I remember doing some of this as a child, but then I also remember using this to my advantage. Now, I didn't really look at it and say, how can I use this to my advantage? But it just kind of naturally worked its way in there. When I had something important that I needed to memorize, I would simply repeat it to myself over and over. Uh, sometimes I would just read until I could visualize those words in my head. And that's how I studied for probably 90% or more of my tests when I was in college. I opened my notes and I read my notes until I could accurately predict what was coming next in those notes and I could quote unquote see them in my head. Usually it was three or four times through. Rarely did I have to read through more than five times. And I was very accurate recalling that information later when I took the test. I often did this with dates, uh, calendar dates, not uh, boyfriend-girlfriend dates. And it was even the unimportant dates that I would just remember. I had my hair cut every three months or so while I was growing up in high school and college. And I could usually rattle off the dates going back around two years of when I got my hair cut. I don't know why I remembered them, and I didn't intentionally try to remember them. It just kind of happened. If you listen to some of the earlier podcasts, uh, college years, I was involved in a drama team in college with Campus Crusade for Christ. I believe they just call it Crew now. And one of the reasons I got involved was I'm constantly putting on a performance anyway, so I might as well be putting on a performance that people understand is actually a performance. That echolalia helped when I needed to memorize lines. I even considered switching my entire major over to some sort of theater arts, but I decided that halfway through my senior year was probably not a good time to switch my major, because Anthropology and sociology had so many more job opportunities coming down the line. So despite a small propensity towards echolalia, I am right-handed. But I don't really consider myself exclusively right-handed or entirely right-hand dominant. There was a point that I wanted to throw better with my left hand, and so I was able to teach myself to throw better with my left hand. While I was growing up, I played a lot of soccer, and now as an adult, I play kickball, and I can often kick better with my left foot than with my right. A lot of that has to do with just actually taking more time to concentrate on the kick instead of going for straight-up power. And I'm, while I'm not as good with my left side as my right, 
I also haven't practiced it a whole lot, and with more practice, I'm sure I could become amphibious. So a few anecdotes in there, uh, but the few studies I did find showed a very strong correlation that whatever part of the brain tends towards echolalia also has a role in which hand becomes dominant. So what I would like to know is all my normie friends out there that are lefties, can you tell me if you did or you still do engage in echolalia? And maybe it's not even out loud. Maybe you're not constantly repeating things you hear. Maybe it's just in your head, but you kind of go over things over and over and over. Let me know to see if that correlation is outside the spectrum as well. Obviously, my sample size is going to be incredibly tiny, so it's not a good scientific study, but better than a kick in the pants. That's what my mom always used to say. All right, so on the Facebook group, I promised you guys an analogy that I heard recently, and I will now relay that to you. Back in the day, um, just like 50 or 60 years ago, and actually in some cultures, probably much more recent than that, left-handedness was seen as evil. It was the works of spirits or bad or somehow a mutation that should be avoided and corrected. And it was often in the more religious settings and children were chastised and rapped on the knuckles when they used their left hand and they were told to do it right with their right hand. Now, if you're right-handed or left-handed, it doesn't really matter, and you're commanded to write with your non-dominant hand, what generally happens? I'm sure we've all tried to even just sign our names with the other hand. Most of the time, it really doesn't work out so well. And maybe with a lot of practice, it could. And you could probably mimic uh, writing or doing everything with your non-dominant hand exactly the same outcome. The, you could do it just as well as you can with the dominant hand. But it's going to require much more effort, much more concentration, and still things won't always go exactly as planned. Using your dominant side, however, they just go smoothly and they flow freely. Now imagine being left of normal and using your quote-unquote dominant brain, things go smoothly and they flow freely. And then people look at you weird and they wrap you on the knuckles and they tell you to do it the right way. And with a lot of practice, the left of normal mind can override what comes naturally. And over time, we can get better at doing things the right way. But no matter how often we switch from our dominant brain to our socially acceptable brain, it's always going to take a lot of work, and that can tend to leave us rather exhausted. Hence why many left of normals prefer to be in small groups that don't care about the quirks, or they just straight up want to be alone. So, once again, you've had a peek into the world where everything left is right, and if it feels right, then it must be left. Thanks for tuning in.
Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Please join the Facebook community. And remember that using your left hand when you're right hand dominant is a whole lot of work. So trying to force a left of normal person into a right of normal or normie behavior is going to cause them a whole lot of frustration and or work. Of course, share this with your friends, whether they are left, normies, or right.